Hello guys, and welcome back to episode four of For God's Sake, Don't Drink the Jones Juice. I'm Alyssa. And I'm Brooke. Are you excited? I'm excited. Me too. These are going to be some good ones, I have a feeling. So. Oh yeah, my story, the first time I heard it on a podcast, I was like, if I ever have a podcast, I'm doing that story. Yeah. I love it so much. I'm so excited. And again, we have no idea what are what each other are covering, so... That makes it even more fun. We like it to be raw and uncut and, you know. It's a surprise. Like two friends sitting around chatting. So. Yes. <laughs> yeah, we're excited. Um, thank you guys all for your support. We are super duper grateful. Super and, grateful. Um, very impressed. Um, on one of our podcast platforms, it actually shows us how many engaged listeners we have Mm -hmm. and it's showing like what like 160 yeah also so i checked the um like where people are listening from Mm -hmm. um and we actually have someone from ireland listening what that's awesome (laughs) and we had someone from canada shout out to desiree yes i know you knew her but I figured you probably didn't know the person from Ireland. So. Not that I'm aware of. That excited me. I That's was like, super cool. <laughs> Heck yeah. Yeah. And also, I understand Brooke has a huge following, but um, <laughs> it really still did blow my mind that our Facebook group has, you know, over like 600. 600, yeah. Yeah. And that we had, you know, we, we have almost 500 listens so far and we've only released three episodes. So That's thank you awesome. guys so much for that. Yeah. yeah. We we've are. been stoked we keep refreshing the analytics on <laughs> the listeners and plays yes and, and they just keep going up and we're just squealing on the inside yeah <laughs> it's been cool definitely i'm excited for what's going to happen in the future with yes. this and we also with this particular episode will be releasing um after we're finished with this one um our first listener juice which I'm stoked about. Yeah. Are you excited? I'm super excited. I can't wait. Um, by the way, uh, I only read, like, I think one of the emails. Mm-hmm. The rest of them, we just made sure there was, like, enough content in mm-hmm. there to, you know, uh, read them mm-hmm. um, as an episode. Uh, so these stories are kind of going to be a surprise to us. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. Because we're kind of reading them, and so we're going to get spooked out just like you guys. Yeah, it'll be our, you know, actual reaction. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so (laughs) stay tuned for that. cool. And we'll be releasing those once a month, so. Yes. Um, I don't think we have a set date on when we're going to do them. Mm -hmm. Do you know? Probably just some, it may just be random, honestly. It may just be random. We we got a ton of emails too mm-hmm. for our very first listener juice episode. So thank you for everybody that did mm-hmm. send them in. Um, if we don't get to your your story this month, we definitely will next month. So mm-hmm. yep. I have a special folder for you guys. Woo-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right. right, are we ready? I'm ready. All I'm right. excited to know what you have. Can you hear me in your microphone? Yeah, I just, I turned it's the turned volume down because it, it was so loud. You okay. Know? It just sounds like I'm talking to you across the table. Like I can't really hear like the microphone aspect of it. Yeah, it's just turned down. Like okay. I can hear y- you. I think, yeah, I can hear you. It'll still record everything. Yeah, it, it doesn't affect the recording. It's, okay. It's just the headphone volume. Gotcha, gotcha. Like, See, I'm clueless about this stuff, guys. I can turn it up. Yeah, I would definitely. I hear you now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. And you hear me good? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I guess let's get started with. Okay, I do want to say one more thing. Uh If you guys hear a (laughs) during the episode, it's Brooke's uh, air freshener that's right above my head, so (laughs) it just randomly sprays a little spritz of. Mm-hmm. yumminess so <laughs> yumminess yes it smells so good it does smell good all right well i guess we'll go ahead and get into episode four part one definitely continue listening when i'm done with my story because Alyssa has a good one coming too Don't leave me hanging <laughs> so i guess here we go mm-hmm. all right my story today is gonna be about the jameson family 
Um, I kind of just found this story randomly online. I'd never heard of it before, but it definitely sparked my interest as soon as I kind of, you know, saw the headliner. I'm like, what? That's mm-hmm. nuts. So, um, just by the name, I don't think I know it. No, I had never heard of it. So. Yeah. Okay. All right. So Bobby Dale Jameson, his wife, Sherilyn, and their six-year-old daughter, Madison, lived in Eufaula, Oklahoma. Um, by all accounts, they seem to be your typical family. That's until October 8th, 2009. Um, on this October day, the family left their home never to be seen alive again. Oh, no. Yeah. So it's said that they left their home to visit a 40-acre plot of land that they intended on buying. Oh. Yeah. So <laughs> okay. left to go check out this piece of land. Right. Um Their intention was to live in a storage container that they already owned. Uh, Okay. um, Not really sure why. A storage? I mean, 40 acres. Like a a shed? No, like legit. Like, I saw the pictures. It looks like like a dumpster almost. Okay. Strange. Why? I don't know. Maybe live there and turn it into like a tiny house until they build something fancy. I don't know. Different strokes for different folks. So, yeah. Um, so they left to visit this 40 acre plot. Um, it was about 30 miles from their home in Eufaula, um, in a city called Red Oak. So Red Oak, Mm -hmm. Oklahoma. Um, one witness who lived in the area was questioned by the police after the family disappeared. They do disappear, guys. Um, and he claims to have seen the family by themselves walking the property. Okay. So family just kind of disappears. Mm-hmm. The truck is found, their truck is found in Latimer County, which was about an hour from their home in Eufaula. So trucks found, this is eight days later. Okay. okay. Yeah. Family's gone. Nobody knows where they went. Right. Uh, truck shows up in Latimer County. Inside the truck, the police found Sherry and Bobby Lynn's wallets. Did I say Sherry and Bobby Lynn? My God. (laughs) Bobby Dale and Sherilyn. (laughs) Bobby Dale and Sherilyn. (laughs) I mean, I didn't. (laughs) I'm glad I caught myself on that one. (laughs) All right. So the couple's phones, wallets, um, Sherilyn's purse, a GPS system, and the beloved family dog were inside the truck. Oh, no. Uh, Macy is the family dog. Um, the dog was still alive, but just barely hanging on. And just from, like, the heat and Yeah. And no well, I mean, just being water. stuck in a truck for eight days. Oh, there's probably so much fecal oh, matter. I know. <laughs> well, get this. She survived from only having eaten her own feces. Oh, poor baby. I know. Isn't that heartbreaking? Yeah. <sighs> you know what, though? You know when Scotty had Rampage? Yeah. And Rampage was uh, a chihuahua mm-hmm. that Scotty had. Uh, when Titus was like a newborn baby or or a little baby, mm-hmm. Rampage would always take his poopy diapers out and of eat the trash it. can and eat the poop. Ugh. So, I mean, I guess it can't be too bad. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, no food, no water, just eating her own feces. Okay. She was in the back seat of the truck. Um, family, did I mention? I don't even know what I'm doing tonight, guys. Did I mention their six-year-old daughter, Madison? I don't remember. Maybe. Okay, so Bobby Dale, his wife, six-year-old daughter, Madison. Um, this is the family, <clears throat> the Jameson family. Okay. I don't, um, for whatever reason, I thought there was three kids. No, just one. Okay. Just a little so six-year-old girl. of them. Okay. Yeah, so husband, wife, daughter. Um, she's six, but, uh, the family's adamant that, you know, Madison would have never left that dog behind right. for them. Not, you know, they, they would have never left their dog in the truck while they go wandering right. through the woods. Um, everything that was left in the truck was like, they had planned on returning. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's like, they like just kind of wandered out, wanted to kind of check out the property and, yeah. you know, come right back. Um, Police also found about thirty-two thousand dollars in cash in the truck. And they're trying to live in a pod. Yeah. Okay. Um, Both Bobby Dale and Sherilyn were on disability at the time of their disappearance. 
So no one really knows where they could have gotten that kind of money um, or what they had intended on doing with it. Um, It's kind of like, okay, that's odd. I mean, I guess buying land, right? Yeah, I guess. But that's a lot of money for people that don't work and are disabled. I mean, who knows how they got it, but I, I guess if they're looking for land, that could be it. Yeah, well... Bring the money with you, cash, you know, here. What, you, you know they're, they're, they were selling drugs on the site. Hey, well, that's one of the theories here. <gasps> oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Good guess. Um, so, um, no one could figure out, you know, where they got this kind of money. Because that just, like, how do you get that kind of money? Right. Not having a job, you know. Um, investigators initially suspected that drugs may have been involved in the disappearance. And that the large amount of cash was the result of the couple either buying or selling drugs. Right. Um, they also couldn't explain why they would have brought their daughter along with them if it did have to do with drugs. Like, who brings their six-year-old to a drug deal? I you guess I mean? drug dealers well, that don't have babysitters. Right. Um, and it was impossible to tell just for, you know, by the condition of the truck, if they had left on their own accord or if they'd been forced out by right. someone else and left their belongings without a choice. There yeah. just wasn't really much to show that anything, you know, right. I guess that foul play had occurred. Right. So a search party was formed and investigators combed through miles and miles of woods looking yeah. for the family. Nothing. Not a single trace. Nope. Did they get search dogs? I, I'm not sure. I feel like that would have been a good thing to do. I, I, I assume they probably would have. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, this family just disappears with their trucks found. Out you of know? nowhere. Yeah, that's so weird. So, um, they just kind of disappeared off the face of the planet. Right. Um, this case went cold until four years later when on in November of 2013... Um, three miles from where the truck was found, hunters stumbled upon the partial skeleton remains of two adults and one child. Oh, no. Yes. Which, to me, was very strange, as their bodies weren't found during the search. It's kind of like they just magically appeared there. Right. That is you know? weird. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. So they, you know combed the 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 woods for miles never saw anything and all of a sudden these hunters find these bodies super weird um their bodies were found lying side by side face down in the dirt another weird Uh, thing right yeah (laughs) like they're just kind of lined up faces down very suspicious yeah um unfortunately the environment in which the corpses had been in made it impossible to identify their causes of death that's how long later was this did four, you four years, years? Wow. yeah um however despite how um the state of the decomposition the coroner was able to identify a hole in bobby's skull possibly from a bullet Eek. but still hard to say you know they've been there for four right. years i'm sure animals had gotten oh, to yeah, them yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what i mean um, so at that point, the police reopened the case. Yeah, uh, duh, I would yeah. hope so. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, first, the police uncovered a weird security video that was taken outside the Jamesons' home the night they left. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find this video online, and it's it's very odd. It's creepy. Um, <gasps> I think I vaguely remember this. Yeah? Yeah. So they're kind of like walking back and forth to their vehicle and they're almost like in a weird trance i remember remember this this? yes it's very strange um if you guys haven't seen the video look for it online um so they're kind of going back and forth between the house and the truck Mm -hmm. packing their things into the truck um the video also shows sherry lynn place a brown briefcase in the family pickup so she's got Mm -hmm. this weird briefcase uh, former sheriff uh, Bochamp remarked, <laughs> Bochamp, I'm assuming, that's what it looks like to me, uh, remarked that he believed the brief, be, briefcase may have been a very important clue, um, but the briefcase was never found, um, along with a small caliber handgun of Sherry Lynn's. Okay, that just screams something happened to them. Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, handgun's gone, this briefcase is gone, um, 
some acquaintances acquaintances of Bobby and Sherry Lynn claim that the couple were meth users. Mm-hmm. But despite despite this, police found no evidence of either Bobby or Sherry Lynn taking or dealing any kind of drugs. But how could they? Right. I mean, I'm sure there were a lot of interviews and, you know, I mean, if you were hardcore drug users, it seems like there would be some kind of paraphernalia in your home. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I don't know that. hmm. But they Mm -hmm. found no evidence of them being drug users. So, right. Okay. But there are people that say they were. So this case is so like, there are so many different things that could have happened. And it's kind of just like a dead end. Well, I feel like when you have a a case similar to this where uh, you find dead or just, I guess, skeletons Mm -hmm. after so many years, what really can you do? Yeah. Yeah. I know things do get solved from Mm -hmm. just finding skeletons, but I feel that's few and far between. Exactly. The state of their bodies, I mean, it really does make it impossible. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, It's also been speculated since the area was known for drugs that possibly the family accidentally witnessed a drug deal and were killed. Hmm. So I guess you follow this little, you know, area of Oklahoma was known Mm -hmm. for a lot of meth. Yeah. Which I think is fairly common in, like, small towns. I think so, too. You know? Yeah. Um. People just get bored, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Get bored and do math. <laughs> I mean, what else are you going to do, you know? Uh, I guess. Um, there's also this strange photo of Madison, the little girl that's floating around the internet, with a really uncomfortable look on her face, mm-hmm. um, with a wooded background behind her. Um, and it was the last photo that was taken on Bobby's phone. Hmm. The picture is odd. Like, you'll is have it? to look at it. But she's just... She's kind of crossing her arms, and she's got this almost, like, scared look on her face. Her teeth are, you know, gritted, and it's almost like you can just see this weird fear in her face. It's strange. Poor poor girl. Yeah. It's like, who took this photo, and what was happening? Yeah. You know, and it could have just, you know, maybe it was her just being pissy and throwing a temper tantrum like six-year-olds do. But maybe not. I don't know. To me, it looked very suspicious. I mean... When I take pictures of Titus freaking out, and when you take pictures of Ainsley freaking right. out, they don't look scared. They just look like pissed brats. off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like brats. Yeah. In my opinion, you could see like a genuine fear in this child. You can tell the difference. I feel. Yeah. 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 Um. So before their remains were discovered, several theories emerged about the family's disappearance, such as that they had faked their own deaths that they were in witness protection, they were murdered, or that they had died by group suicide. Does witness protection do that? Do they fake the deaths of people? I'm not really sure. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I mean, how else do you do it? You know what I mean? I thought you just go off grid. Yeah. I don't know. I genuinely don't know. I don't know either. There's a lot in this world. I mean, but clearly that wasn't the case because they are dead. If you've been in witness protection program, don't tell us because I'm sure that's against the rules <laughs> yeah but we would like to know <laughs> <laughs> oh man so um some people theorize that the family just simply wandered off got lost and eventually died of hypothermia but many experts say that the temperature on the day they went missing was not low enough to kill them mm-hmm. and it was only 40 degrees so you wouldn't think like yeah you get lost in the woods I don't think they froze to death. Yeah. You know what I mean? 40 degrees. I mean, that's cold. It's cold, but, yeah. but I don't think you're all going to die. Who's to say? I don't know. Well, we don't know. So being that their bodies were found strangely side by side, you know, yeah. facing down, um, family and friends say that if they're sure of anything at this point, then it's that the Jameson's deaths were not accidental. And they claim that Bobby was extremely competent outdoors. Like, he would have gotten them out of there if they got lost. Right. Um, well, I think the laying down face first in a, in a row, right? Yeah. That's really weird. Bizarre. That, that's not... Like, you would think that if they died 
by hypothermia or whatever, they'd be like cuddled up or something. Yeah. Trying to keep warm. But they're all just laying face down. That's positioned that way for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Sherry Lynn also had recently purchased a satanic Bible, allegedly as a joke. Um, However, Bobby confessed to his pastor that he had been reading it, leading some people to believe that maybe witchcraft had been a factor in their deaths. Hmm. So a lot of weird things, but this is all just speculation. And, you know, he said, she said. Yeah. Stories like this always make me feel so sad for the child. I know. Because those parents, like if it is the parents' fault, that child had no idea what was coming. And they had their whole life ahead of them. It's so sad to me. And we don't know. You know, it could have just been some crazy psychotic killer that killed this family. You know, (laughs) but there are so many theories, you know, kind of um, pointing at the parents in some way, shape, or form. Um, So another strange theory suggests that it all happened due to a paranormal phenomenon. Um, The paranormal theory was sparked during the investigation when the family pastor shared that the family was involved in spiritual warfare. Both Bobby and Sherilyn told their pastor that they had seen spirits in their home. Um, Like, same. (laughs) Right. Going back to that video, though, Mm -hmm. um, some people say that could have been that they were, like, possessed. Hmm. So. But what, what could that have done, though? led them to go out in the woods and and lay down family first in the dirt i don't know man i don't know man um so they had both told their pastor that they had been seeing spirits um and several of their friends and family agreed that the house may have been haunted while Uh there's others that don't take it seriously Um, a friend of sherilyn's named nikki reports that she felt a horrible presence in the jameson home she also explained that she saw an unexplainable gray mist in the living room descending from the stairs. Eek. Yeah. Don't like that. Yeah. Pastor also says that Bobby had gone to him and claimed that his home was haunted, saying that he had, quote, two to four ghosts on the roof. <laughs> that comment to me sounds like a drug user comment yeah. on two to four on the roof <laughs> or was it two, two or three or four two or four ghosts on my roof there was two or four <clears throat> i'm not quite sure just somewhere somewhere in there two to four yeah that's a very strange <laughs> comment yeah anytime i've seen things like you know that, how many it is yeah or <sighs> one time i saw a group of i guess spirits yeah. And I would have just been like it was many spirits, them. yeah, or a group of but them. Not two or four. Yeah, <laughs> not two to four. <clears throat> two, two to four ghosts yeah. in my house. Yeah, two to four. <laughs> it was a group Something of like two that. to four. <laughs> that was a strange comment to me. I think so too. <laughs> um, Sherilyn's mother, Connie, believes that the family somehow um, got entangled with a cult mm-hmm. and were murdered by violent members. She never named this cult, and no evidence has ever been discovered to support that theory. Right. So all these people are just like, this happened, this happened, this happened. Okay, so a lot of people have a lot to say about what this family's doing in their spare time. Yeah. Which to me seems weird, because if I died, I don't think there would be a single person that would that would be that would say, yeah. oh, she was in a cult, right. or she was doing witchcraft or, or she was dabbling in meth right yeah they would just probably assume that i was murdered or kidnapped mm-hmm. or something you know so there are so many theories about this and yeah. none of them really like have anything to back it up no yeah. it's so weird that is weird so oh there's more just wait oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> i'm looking over at her notes and she has like so, so many pages of notes printed out and i don't understand how she could have so much for this case <sighs> it's a lot um don't worry guys it's not gonna be like an hour but <laughs> i'll stop talking eventually <laughs> um so police did of course look into the theory that it had been a murder suicide um they uncovered a letter from an um, upset and hate-filled sherry to bobby that was 11 pages long jesus 
This led them to speculate that Bobby had driven his whole family into the woods, murdered his wife, daughter, and then himself. But and again, they all laid face down no. in the dirt in a line. Strange, right? <laughs> yeah. Maybe he, like, okay, so maybe he killed them, mm-hmm. laid them down like that, and then shot himself in the head next to them and laid there. I guess, yeah, that, that could have happened. Mm-hmm. I'm that's, speculating now. But. That's possible. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess. So, um, but again, this theory couldn't be proven. Right. I mean, how do you prove anything with you these can't. bodies that are so decomposed? That's why it's a theory. You exactly. can't prove it. Here goes another one. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> um, another theory is that Bobby Dean Jameson, who was Bobby's father, had something to do with the disappearance. Um, Bobby described his father as a, quote, very dangerous man who thinks he's above the law. He claimed his father, who was 67 years old at the time, was involved with prostitutes, gangs, and meth. He also claimed that his father threatened to kill him and his family, at least on two separate occasions. Jeez. Bobby filed a petition for a protective order against him less than six months before their disappearance. Oh, gosh. Bobby Dean Jameson died just two months after the Jameson family went missing and had been in poor health for quite some time. Bob's brother, Jack Jameson, claimed that he was either in a hospital or resting at home at the time. And although he was a disturbed individual, he was not capable of being involved in the murders. Right. Um, Some people speculate that the father may have hired someone to kill the family yeah um it was rumored that he had connections to the mexican mexican mafia oh so he's like how do you get those connections i I mean this dude was a bad man so right um bobby had worked for many years for his father at a gas station for free uh his father had promised to make him half owner when he was older but didn't fulfill that promise Mm -hmm. months before his disappearance Bobby sued his father for $10,000. Okay. <laughs> so I guess he's like, you didn't make me part owner. I worked all yeah. these years for you for free. I want some fucking money. Okay. If my dad, you, did you say a gas station? Gas station. If my dad owned a gas station and told or asked me to work for free for him. I would be like, no, <laughs> I love you, dad, but I got bills. I mean, yeah, that's a lot of your time. It really is to work for free. Can you imagine going to a job and not getting paid? Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're not really getting paid for this, but <laughs> this it's fun. fun. <laughs> yeah. And it's like once a week. Yeah. 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 So um, here's some noteworthy aspects of the Jameson's lives leading up to their disappearance and deaths. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Neither Bobby Lynn or Sherilyn had a job, and they were both receiving disability checks. Again. Okay. In 2003, Bobby was involved in a car accident, leaving him with chronic back pain, for which he took medication. Mm-hmm. Both Bobby Lynn and Sherilyn. Bobby Lynn. I called him Bobby Lynn again. <laughs> both Bobby Dale. Bobby Dale, Bobby Lynn, whatever. Is that their whole name? Bobby Dale was like first and middle uh-huh. and Sherilyn is a first name okay these are very southern yeah <laughs> names so bobby lynn <laughs> right okay so bobby lynn. Bobby lynn. <laughs> i keep saying it bobby lynn <laughs> bobby lynn kind of like hattie may and fanny <laughs> bell <laughs> i was thinking that too <laughs> oh god so they both suffered from severe bouts bouts of depression Sherilyn's depression deepened awfully, awfully, yeah. (laughs) Severely. (laughs) Severely. After her death of her sister, Marla. Marla died two years prior to their disappearance Uh from a bee sting on her tongue. Excuse me? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I know that can be bad, like, cut off your airway and stuff if you're, like, highly allergic. Yeah, but how does that happen? Feels like, like, take her to the hospital, like... But how... Do you just have your tongue sticking out? I mean, I I, maybe drank out of a Coke or something that had a bee in it. True, true, true. But still, like, why would you die from it? I guess if you're severely allergic to it. I mean, I have friends who avoid them, like, the plague because they are allergic to them. Would it kill you, though? Like... I guess if you're allergic enough, you it know. just like 
like swelled up your tongue so bad that like you couldn't breathe yeah yeah are you allergic no i've never been stung by one i have just a couple of times yeah it's been like since i was a kid though so yeah (laughs) um her sister marla died from a bee sting on her tongue which left sherilyn just devastated they were extremely close um, Sherilyn was also bipolar and regularly went off her medication. Mm-hmm. So according to the family, um, the couple was struggling financially on one occasion. While, we already knew that though. Well, we already knew that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, on one occasion, while, um, Sherilyn's mother was at their home, she overheard a Bobby telling his wife that he knew how to get more money However, he didn't want to involve her in it. That's suspect. Sketchy. Mm-hmm. Sounds like drugs. Yeah, or <laughs> something. So, during the initial investigation, a detective working on the case characterized Bobby and Sherilyn as, quote, scammers. Hmm. I think scammers would have more money. What do you think? Yeah, maybe. Well, listen to Unless this, Unless they though. were bad scammers. Well, this is what makes them scammers. Okay. Apart from suing his father, the Jamesons were also th- suing three people over a car accident from 2005. Mm-hmm. Additionally, they had taken Madison out of kindergarten, and the parents were taking legal action against the school. For what? No idea. But <laughs> they were taking legal action against several people it seems like those people that just want to sue yeah you know what i mean i don't understand that yeah it's like any little thing happens i'm suing yeah i I can't stand that yeah i've never Uh, sued a person have you no (laughs) (laughs) i feel like most people haven't like i don't think but there are those people you know what i mean it's like i mean you remember when that so that one woman tried to do that to scotty you don't remember that what was it um so was it an accident or something? I don't know if I can say their names. Okay, yeah, don't say no. Don't do that. Just because in y'all's old house. Uh-huh. You know, the people who live there now. The old them. house. And I guess in, you know, that one house y'all lived in. Okay, just go ahead. I, I may recall what you're talking Annie about. Annie and Chad. Uh-huh. They live in yeah. the house. Okay. Sorry if you guys didn't want to be named. Uh, <laughs> uh, they contacted either Scotty or like your mom or you or something. Oh, yeah. Because that lady tried to sue Scotty for a wreck that he had gotten in uh-huh. years ago. Yeah. But they didn't have his updated address. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they ended up like she said that she suffered from like ba- a back injury because Ugh. of it. Um, but they weren't able and, to do it because, like, the, I guess, the statute of limitations. Didn't the court, like, throw it out or whatever? Yeah, they threw it out. Mm-hmm. But I remember we had no idea what it was about. Yeah. And we were freaking out. We were like, what could it be? Right. You know? I mean, this is years yeah. after the fact. So we think that she probably just fell on hard times and she was like, what can I do to get money right. fast? Oh, let Or not fast, but a good chunk of money which mm-hmm. by the way if she were to sue scotty she wouldn't get anything <laughs> so i don't understand exactly <laughs> well i have someone close to me that has been going through that exact thing yeah with a car accident and it's like this woman just kind of came out of nowhere and is like oh you know have all this stuff going on and it's your fault Jeez. so yeah i think that's been settled now and it's over but you know there are those people it's y'all like, stop doing that dude i, I mean if you get into a wreck or an accident and you oh there genuinely are definitely leave, times yeah. that you know don't I, sue somebody like six years later because yeah i mean there's definitely things that you know qualify and are completely understandable to sue someone right. but there are those people out there that's like any little thing happens Ooh, i'm gonna sue them i'm gonna sue them. and that's how they like make a living yeah that's a scammer oh for sure know? yeah anyway so um yeah they'd taken legal action against madison's school who knows for what um despite so many clues in this case they all just point in so many different directions. So many. I mean, it's just so out there. Like, at the end of this, we don't know who these people are. No. Are they drug addicts? Are they scammers? Are, are they, they possessed? Are they possessed? <laughs> are they a normal family just looking for a Got murdered. plot of land? Yeah. So, 
that's it, guys. But um, the case still remains unsolved to this day. So. Uh, I don't think that will ever be solved. I don't think so either. But we'd love to hear, you know, your perspective. And, yes. you know, if you guys do some research, tell us what you think happened. Please, please, um, please, if you feel the need, um, after listening to any episode, post mm-hmm. in our Facebook group mm-hmm. and or send us an email at our Gmail, mm-hmm. which we'll plug all this at the end. I don't really want to do that in the middle. Yeah. Or leave a comment on our Instagram page because we post at least one photo of every episode that we do. Yeah. Let us know your opinion on it. Mm-hmm. Let us know um, if, if there's... been in- able to find anything yeah. we didn't. If there's information you know, that we didn't know or... Your perspective on the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. We would so. love to hear it unsolved cases just get to me because it's like oh like figure it out you know what i mean yeah and you know what's crazy about (laughs) there's the sprints (laughs) what's crazy about unsolved cases too is when you compare it to a solved case Mm -hmm. like when you think about it you're you automatically think um that's an obvious thing to think the husband definitely did it all the signs are there you know because the husband is now you know in jail but when it's a like if that same case would have been a cold case she would be super confused you know what i mean right so you never get the closure with an unsolved case and that's what makes it sad bizarre stuff out there guys but yeah this one just it's super interesting to me and i would love to see some kind of you know ending some kind of answers for the family Mm -hmm. you know what i mean can you imagine like just just people just disappeared and you know (laughs) i can't imagine found dead four years later and we have no answers especially if it was your own family exactly could you imagine someone oh god no and it's you have no idea what i think it would consume me it would consume me too. you know what i mean i would be like i'm gonna figure this shit out and whoever did it's gonna pay (laughs) i would be going to that right every day (laughs) oh my gosh so yeah that's it for uh part one yeah so do you want to pause or yeah let's do a little breaker and we'll be back and we're back Uh, eventually we're gonna have like a transition song because most likely we're gonna pause between stories each time just to take a breather and a break for a minute so um yeah (laughs) um so my story today is about a super brave or not 13 uh 15 year old named mary vincent have you heard of her? No. This story is going to blow your fucking mind. Okay. I'm so excited. It blew mine. I love hearing new weird stories. Every time I see a podcast episode about it or an article about it, I always read it, even though I know it. Yeah. Just because it's so good. Yeah. I mean, it's horrible. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. But it's it. you'll see why when I start. All right. So, um, just a little bit of background about Mary. Um, so, she, like I said, she was 15 and she was the middle of seven children. And they lived in Las Vegas with their two strict parents. Uh, so, Mary was kind of one of those people that, you know, she. She skipped school. She was free-spirited, I guess is rebel. the word for that. Yes, a rebel for mm-hmm. sure. Um, she wasn't a bad kid. She just had that fire in her spirit, I guess. Was she kind of like the black sheep of the family? I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but just from the way that she's described, she seemed... Feisty. Yeah, and that just, I feel like, plays a huge role in this whole entire story. Okay. I like Mary. Yeah, me too. Um, <laughs> I think. <laughs> you do. Okay. So one day, um, her sister warned her that her dad was on his way home from work, and he had a migraine, and he was super pissed off at Mary. 
and Mary doesn't give that much about like that much information about her her home life and her parents and stuff Mm -hmm. but she does say that she left because she was scared for her life so as you can imagine her parents were probably not the best people scared for your life sounds like they were probably abusive yeah exactly um so she ended up skipping town with her boyfriend and they went to um somewhere in california but she eventually returned to las vegas because her boyfriend was arrested due to a rape charge what Yeah, not for her, I don't think. Just in like, probably a, a past thing that happened. I really don't know. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so after that, in September, she ran away again to visit her grandfather in Corona, California. Jeez, um, <clears throat> I'm so sorry, guys. Um, she, so she planned a hitchhike. Mm-hmm. all the way there from Las Vegas to Corona, California. I don't really know how far away that is. I know San Diego is f- like a five-hour drive from Las Vegas. Okay. But I don't really know where Corona, Corona is. is. Yeah. Uh, so on the morning of September 29th, 1978 in Berkeley, California, Mary was standing on the side of the road with two other hitchhikers who were holding signs, you know, trying to hitch a ride somewhere. Um, When a white van slowed down to offer a ride, Uh, Mary said that he presented himself as a kind old man, grandfather like, you know, who had a daughter about her age. Never get in the white van. Yeah. (laughs) Don't do it. He informed her that he was headed to Reno, but would happily change course to take her to Los Angeles, which is close to Corona. Uh, The man said he only had room for one, and despite the warning from the others standing there, she accepted the ride. Yeah. So, not long down the road, uh, Mary, you know, lit up a cigarette, um, and then sneezed. And right after she sneezed, this old man reaches over to feel her neck okay yeah and he asks if she was sick so you get into this car you sneeze the driver that you do not know touches you reaches over and touches your neck to see if you're sick yeah no yeah (laughs) (laughs) so obviously she backed away from that because uh who wouldn't well she's a child yeah yeah but also even as an adult, yeah, like, some don't man fucking that you touch just met. me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> when she feel, felt like he wasn't going to try anything further with her, she fell asleep. Mm. So Mary woke up and realized that they were off course and driving back towards Nevada. Mm. Uh, this freaked her out, freaked her out. So she grabbed a sharp stick that she found in the car and pointed it at the man. She demanded that he turn around and take her to where she was headed. Uh, But the man calmly apologized and reassured her by saying, I'm just an honest man who made a mistake. What? (laughs) (laughs) Mary believed him for whatever reason and continued their ride. Oh, my God. Yeah. So after a while, you know, long car drive, uh, the man pulled over on the side of the road to take a leak. And Mary got out to stretch her legs. Um, As she leaned down to tie her shoe, the man struck her with a sledgehammer. (gasps) Yeah. He beat her across the back of the head uh, by punching her until she fell. The man... Okay. So, if you're not comfortable listening to sexual abuse, if it's triggering for you, I just skip ahead probably like... 40 seconds or so and uh or just stop listening whichever one because there is sexual trauma in this okay. <clears throat> thank you for that warning yes um where was i so after she fell from him punching her in the back of the head he forced himself in her mouth and told her to perform oral sex or he'd kill her he then dragged her to the back of the van and raped her repeatedly. Oh, <clears throat> my God. Yeah. 
Uh, he told her not to scream or he'd kill her and to obey and to obey him if she wanted to live. Then he bound her hands behind her back and drove for a while. After coming to a stop, the man cut her hands free and made her drink um, an unknown alcohol from a plastic jug, a jug, a plastic jug, which caused her to become woozy and disoriented. The man then repeatedly raped her until she passed out. Oh my god. Yes. Um, when Mary regained consciousness, the man was still there and ordered her to lay on the edge of the road. Mary begged the man to set her free, in which he replied, You want to be free? I'll set you free. And then he took a hatchet and swung it at her right arm. <gasps> and as Mary screamed and kicked furiously, the man severed her left arm right below <gasps> the elbow. Oh so my god. He cut off her right arm and then cut off her left arm. <gasps> yeah. And, and and I couldn't find this in any article that I was reading, but in a couple of podcasts that I've listened to, they said that after he like cut off her her second arm, when he pulled back her arm was attached to his arm. She grabbed his arm and her arm severed was like still clenching tightly oh, to his arm. my God. Yeah. This is awful. I hope Mary kills him. <laughs> yeah. With no arms. Right. Um, <clears throat> so a quote from Mary says, I felt all the pain, the sharpness, the burning. And as the blood was leaking out of my body, I felt the hot ooze just flowing out of me. I felt everything. I was aware of everything. Because guess what? Mary survives all this. Wow. She is a survivor. So after the, man f- uh, after the man finished his attack, Mary was still conscious. But he thought she was dead. Mm-hmm. So he threw her off a 29-foot cliff <gasps> into a concrete culvert. But that didn't kill her. Still. Wow. <laughs> the, Mary's like- a tough bitch. It's <laughs> like... She should have been dead. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Um, so Mary's laying there bleeding out and um, the remaining blood in her body is becoming toxic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she heard a voice that she says was in her mind, her heart and her soul. And that voice said, I can't go to sleep. He's going to do this to somebody else. I can't let that happen. Wow. So this girl got both of her arms chopped off thrown after repeatedly being raped and given something to make her you know pass out yeah she is fighting so that he does not do this to somebody else absolutely could you imagine that that mindset like what a selfish mind a selfish (laughs) selfless selfless mindset i feel like if i was in that situation that would not be my first thought i mean yeah it just wouldn't be what mary is the bomb yeah so with hearing this she rolled her elbows into the dirt to coat the wounds and stem the bleeding she started to crawl her way back up the cliff which took her hours to accomplish because it's a 29 foot cliff wow um but the sound of traffic guided her towards the freeway so he disappears after he throws her over yeah he just drives away he thought she was dead so wow yeah she walked along the freeway naked, covered in blood and dirt, and with her arms raised up, like in the air, so that muscles and blood wouldn't fall out. Oh my gosh. She's so smart. Yeah. I would have never thought to, you know, coat my in wounds dirt. in dirt. Yeah. Wow. Or to hold my arms. I mean, I probably would hold my arms up. I feel like that's a natural reaction, but yeah. the rest of that. Well, to be 15 and do these things. Yeah. You know, and be so strong to pull yourself out of that oh yeah that's where i think that the fiery spirit she had that's what kept her alive dude absolutely that's definitely what kept her alive oh my gosh so she's walking down the freeway you know naked covered in blood and dirt with her arms raised and a red convertible with two men slowed down but then sped off when she called to them for help no but think about that though they're probably terrified <laughs> i would be terrified oh you know my gosh could you imagine seeing a bloody naked girl walking down the freeway with, no with arms. her arms cut off it, it obviously has to be cut off you yeah. know what i mean yeah it has to look like they've been cut they off they slowed down and just kept her like, oh god hell no <laughs> yeah they're like fuck that oh and this is in the 70s 
Yeah. So it's not like they had like a cell phone. To, like, yeah. The late the 70s. Things. Yeah. So then a second couple who had been traveling on vacation stopped to help her. They wrapped her in linens from their car and then drove her to a nearby airport so they could call an ambulance. And all she could say was, he raped me, mm-hmm. which is so sad. Mm-hmm. After the attack, 15-year-old Mary provided law enforcement with a detailed description of her attacker. People, so so detailed, basically, that people immediately recognized him from the sketch. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, during her recovery, specialist fit Vin- uh, Mary. Mary Vincent, Mary, mm-hmm. with prosthetics. Um, and the prosthetics were these, you know, arms that, you know, went over them mm-hmm. where they were chopped off and they mm-hmm. had hooks on them. Okay. Yeah. So, like, hook arms. Yeah. Like, that's. I think that's what they used to do back then. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, she returned to school, adapting to her new disability. When authorities apprehended Larry Singleton, mm-hmm. is his name, uh, Mary testified against him. Even that, such a strong girl. My God. Um, Singleton insistent, insisted Mary was a prostitute, claiming he hadn't committed the crime. He also maintained someone else had been in the car, and Mary had threatened him with false accusations. Singleton called her a $10 a night whore. <gasps> yeah. Oh. Despite everything Singleton said, Mary stood up in front of the court and pointed one of her prosthetics at him. And um, she she only refers to him as my attacker. She doesn't say his name mm-hmm. ever. And she declared that he did it to her, that it was him who did it to her. Good for her. Yeah. You go, girl. So the authorities had overwhelming evidence against Singleton and convicted him of multiple charges, including kidnapping, attempted murder, and rape. Mary quickly left the courtroom after Singleton made a quiet comment to her saying, I'll finish this if it, if it takes me the rest of my life. No, he didn't. He did. Bastard. Yeah. Oh, I hope they put him to death. So get this. After serving only eight years and four months. No. Eight years and four months. San Quentin released Lawrence Singleton because he'd been a model prisoner. Mm. The public expressed a massive outrage against this. The unremorseful prisoner still claimed he was innocent and had never raped or dismembered Mary. Ew. So, <laughs> uh, towns in California refused to allow him to move or live there. Mm-hmm. Um, this made it so he, you know, could not rejoin society. Yeah. <laughs> Did he so, ever do this to anyone else? So keep listening. <laughs> <laughs> I love uh, how we get ahead of ourselves. I know. So we're interested. <laughs> I know. So, Singleton ended up spending his parole in a trailer on the San Quentin grounds under a curfew and watch. Um, He joined Alcoholics Anonymous and claimed he was sober. Like, go fuck yourself. Nobody cares. (laughs) Right. Um, This is where it gets so disgusting. Okay. It gets so disgusting. (sighs) You already hate this man? Well, prepare to fucking despise this man oh no so singleton felt that he was the victim in the attack against mary and decided to guess what sue her no he didn't while in jail he claimed he considered the alleged events and knew he was not guilty he said he remembered Mary threatening to accuse him of rape and that she had brandished a stick at him. <laughs> he decided this was the reason he had become violent, maintaining mistreatment from the courts. He filed a complaint suing uh, Mary for forcible kidnap for the purpose of robbery. Oh, that's disgusting. It gets worse. <clears throat> <clears throat> so, obviously, this man's a huge pile of just dinosaur shit Mm -hmm. and um he started faking sympathy for mary 
like this man has the ability to be sympathetic towards anybody uh-huh. you know he um he claimed that he almost vomited three times and could not sleep for several nights after filing the lawsuit oh. because he felt so bad about it poor guy the suit never gained traction and the courts dismissed it thank Jesus. thank you yes so <clears throat> mary was not the only one who feared lawrence singleton his own daughter deborah spoke about the nature of her father and what he was like as a dad when she found out he was getting out of jail she also fled and hid because mary obviously was super scared yeah and was in hiding too uh she asked law enforcement if there was any way they could keep him behind bars for longer Wow, that's your own daughter. <clears throat> yeah. So she says, this is a quote from Deborah. I asked California prison personnel what could be done to keep him in longer, and I was told there was nothing. They suggested I obtain a restraining order at the time of his release. Sorry, but I mean this quite sarcastically. I tell you he is a danger. I said that before the first crime. I've changed my name multiple times and, and am moving across state lines. And all you and you all suggest a piece of paper that will tell him exactly where I am, what my name is, and not to come within, say, 300 feet of me. <laughs> so, um, you know, after he, Singleton, couldn't move to California because he's a huge pile of, again, dinosaur shit. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> He moved back home to Florida, um, but he was arrested, or where he was arrested in 1990 for petty theft. He was sentenced to two years for that, but only served a fraction of the time. In 1997, after his release, uh, he lured a young prostitute by the name of <sighs> Roxanne Hayes <sighs> to his home, where he attacked How her. How old is he now? In 97. He was already an old man in 78. I don't know. He's got to be. I think he was in his 70s. Old ass fucker. Yeah. You should look at a picture of him too. He just has one of those faces you just want to kick in. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't mean that because he's cute. I mean that because he's ugly. (laughs) (laughs) So um, he he lured uh, a young prostitute by the name of Roxanne Hayes to his home where he attacked her. Neighbors called the police hearing the noise. When police arrived, they found Singleton covered in blood with the body of Hayes lying on the floor dead. No. She was a mother of three, and he had stabbed her multiple times in the torso. What a piece of shit. Why is this man not dead? I don't know. I don't fucking know. He should have been dead when he chopped off poor Mary's arms. Yeah. He left her for dead. He and then thought she was let dead. let this man out eight years later to offend again. Because he was a model prisoner. Yeah. Please tell me, you can be a model prisoner, mm-hmm. but a shitty fucking human being in Absolutely. real life. I don't, of course you're a model prisoner. You want to get out of prison. Right. I don't think your life in prison reflects your life on the outside. Right. It just doesn't. So and you can't go murdering in prison. I mean, I guess you can, but <laughs> I mean, people do it. It's I mean, that's how Jeffrey easy. Dahmer died. Yeah. Well, it's a lot harder to murder in prison. Let's yeah. just say that. So this time he was convicted of murder and sentenced to death. Good. But he died in 2001 on death row. <laughs> I think because of cancer. Because of cancer. I think so. So yeah. he didn't get to you know died the way we'd all love for him to die a painful slow yeah (sighs) yep um so mary felt some sense of closure however his early release while serving the sentence for raping and dismembering her left her very angry and very sad yeah um So, um, today, well, I actually don't know if it's today because I should have looked at the, um, uh, date when this article was written, Mm -hmm. but Mary's in her fifties and she has two adult sons. 
Um, she said the man who took her arms, her innocence, left her with little but the haunting threat and traumatic memories. Um, a quote that Mary said that absolutely just hurt my heart. She said, I've broken bones thanks to my nightmares. I've jumped up and dislocated my shoulder trying to get out of bed. I've cracked ribs and smashed my nose. Um, Yet when Lawrence Singleton died of cancer on death row in December of 2001, it wasn't relief to her. Um, She needed to know what was in in that dark soul of his. Mm -hmm. She said, I felt I was robbed of that opportunity. But because of my sons, I saw the the relief on their faces. That made me realize, okay, that's good enough closure for me. I don't have to worry about my son's lives anymore. Oh, I just Uh, got chills. Yeah. Uh, So I also have this quote from her, if I can locate it in these (laughs) notes I have. Yeah, I'm sure there was a part of her that wanted to know, like, why? Why did you do this? What is... How could you do this? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. I can't imagine living with that for the rest of my life. Yeah. And he never apologized. He never... He said he was going to kill her. Yeah. (laughs) That was the last thing he said to her. Garbage. So she said... um, this article was in 1997. Um, she said, he really did. He destroyed everything about me, my way of thinking, my way of life, holding on to innocence, and I'm still doing everything I can to hold on. I'd have been lead dancer at the, I should have looked at how to pronounce this. I think it's Lido de Paris mm-hmm. in Las Vegas. Then Hawaii and Australia. I'm serious. I was really good on my feet. And my dance instructor had it all worked out. But when this happened, they had to take some parts out of my leg just to save my right arm. After that, I wasn't able to dance anymore. But now, Mary, uh, she does a lot of art. Cool. With her prosthetics? I would assume. I think so. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, what else? I mean, I'm sure she's got, like, hands now on the prosthetics, not hooks, you know? I've only ever seen pictures of her with the hooks, but Even, I, like later pictures. I don't know. Yeah, we'll I've only look. seen I'm... pictures with the hooks, but that's who's to say she doesn't have those now. Yeah. Um. Mm-mm-mm. The last thing I'm gonna say that she said was, "I never knew there could be evil like that in the world, and I pray to God I never know another." Oh, that was good. That was a very good story. And that is one strong woman. Dude, that story blows my freaking mind every time. I can't even like wrap my mind around it. Me either. Think about being in that situation. You're just trying to get to your grandfather's house and an old man picks you up and you're just kind of like, I have a grandfather too. You yeah. kind of seem like a grandfather. Yeah. And then he, you know, rapes you repeatedly and, you know, pretty much drugs you and mm-hmm. then chops your fucking arms off and throws you off a cliff and doesn't think a single My thing about it. God. Yeah. Can you imagine like just I'm just thinking like going armless over a cliff? Dude. Like no, and you know that quote I said. She was talking about how she felt everything. Oh yeah, she didn't. It it didn't numb. You know, some people describe traumatic injuries like it's just you don't. They don't feel it. Yeah, Yeah. she she's she was like I felt all of it. No, I can't. I've never had my arm chopped off, but I assume it's horrible. I want to Google pictures of Mary. I want to see her. She's very beautiful. Oh very beautiful we'll have pictures posted guys of uh the jamesons and mary yes i don't know if you want to post the bastard of a rapist slash i'm gonna post a picture of him just so you can understand why i want to punch his face in (laughs) because of the way he looks (laughs) he definitely he's a a freak gross he is what i would call a bad man (laughs) just kidding well yeah (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay, well, I guess that's it for today. Uh, let us know what you think about Mary's story. It's also on the show called I Survive. Oh, okay. Um, I've actually never watched it because I don't know where to watch it. Mm-hmm. But if you guys find out, let me know because I really want to watch it. Yeah. I would love to hear it through her mouth, the whole story, because mm-hmm. I'm sure it'd be more in detail too, you know? Yeah. So. Thank you guys. Uh, you can follow our Facebook group at For God's Sake, Don't Drink the Jones Juice. Mm-hmm. Uh, our Instagram is Don't Drink the Jones Juice, just all one mashed up word. Um, and then you can send us your true crime, paranormal experiences to our Gmail at Don't Drink the Jones Juice at gmail.com. Um, like we said in the beginning of this, once a month, we're going to be reading your stories that you've experienced in your lifetime or a friend or a relative that's okay with you sharing the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also send us story recommendations or if we fucked up some information or like you know more. <laughs> <laughs> if we say, oh, uh, or like how I said, Munich, Germany. Yeah, I know how to say it, guys. <laughs> Sometimes we get, like, tongue twisted and we're like, <laughs> but not just that, but when you see something written down. Oh, yeah. Well, like Bobby Lynn earlier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've read Bobby Lynn at least three times. <laughs> I'm actually a good reader, guys. But <laughs> whenever I read on here, I'm just constantly tripping over my tongue. Yeah, constantly. Same. I don't know if it's because I'm nerves or what, but. Yeah. I feel like I do that a lot, though, even, like, in daily conversation. Oh, I do, too, when I'm nervous. Yeah. When I'm not nervous, I, f- I feel like it's better. I'm like, let me keep going. Bane co-ert. I just saw Kurt Cobain right there. You know Bane co-ert. <laughs> I know him. I know oh. him. Thank you guys for listening. We've got a listener juice episode coming up next, so... and for god's sake don't drink the jones juice